big down payments. Thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well, I says to myself, self, go to Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some other dealer. Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess. You had to put $4,000 down. Yeah, four grand. And there was no warranty. Next time, go to Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. They extend the factory warranty to 30 years, 300,000 miles. And all you need is a dime. Hundreds of pre-owned in stock now. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home $350 a week, you get up to $30,000 in credit. Wow, 30 grand? Yes, ma'am. With only one dime total out of pocket. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. At the number two Mitsubishi dealer in the nation. Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. On the Beltline. Call 844-MAD-CITY. MadCityMitsubishi.com. Aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish, Heidi Hollis is the Outlander. Outlander. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Welcome to my very, very first rookie show on this awesome new network. For me, anyways, it's new. <laughs> Inception Radio Network. Oh, my God. I really like what you guys did with the place. It's awesome. So, you know what? I have to tell you guys. I, I'm just, I'm absolutely, absolutely thrilled to be here and, uh, you know, this is this is really great. And uh, they made me a nice little purple office and everything for me to come on board. So I, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so you guys, you know what? This is me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. So uh, indeed, a pleasure to be here. And I really have to tell you guys a little bit more about myself because I, I don't know how many of you know me out there. I mean, this is this is a new gig, right? And I have so much more time. I could, like, talk slower now. So I'm going to get comfortable. I got me a coffee. I got a tea. I have everything that I need right here. So this this is great. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to tell you what this show is about. Because you guys are probably scratching your heads going, like, oh, this is a chick on here. And she's talking a lot. I don't know what she's getting to, though. This show is about bringing outlandish and interesting topics to the forefront from aliens to angels, ghosts, demons, Holy Encounters, Shadow People, to Bigfoot 2, The Outlandish. I always say, if it's weird, we're here, and so are you. So you're just as weird as I am. That's my motto, and you'll often hear me saying that, actually. So, you know, since you guys don't know who I am, I am personally, when it comes to the paranormal or anything out of the ordinary, someone who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I hope to help others do the same thing and understand the various parts of our very freaky world. If you want to learn more about me, just go to my main website. It is, it's really difficult, HeidiHollis.com, H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S, just in case you guys don't know how to spell it, and you will discover the mystery that is I on there. 
you will also see many links to many things. <laughs> I have my YouTube that is up there. Um, you could essentially go to youtube.com backslash Heidi Hollis, or you will also find I am on Twitter. Just put one in front of my name. Same with Facebook. There's like a another Heidi Hollis out there, and she's stealing everything. I don't get it. God, I thought there was only one of me, but apparently. So anyways, okay, so I want to let... All the listeners know of some of the very unique ways you can hear this show and all the other shows on Inception Radio Network. I'm not sure if everybody knows this or not, but you can actually get an app for Android or iPhone to hear us here at Inception Radio Network. Just type in Inception Radio Network and you will be able to spot and grab the app for free. I think I've a neat little truck, actually, and uh, apps rule. So, um, and you know, you could also just like say you're, I don't know, out of reach where you just can't tune into the show. You could always dial in and listen to it by phone. How cool is that? I don't care if you're hanging out on the beach. Maybe you got a waterproof phone. You could go scuba diving. I don't know. But you can dial like 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. And guess what? I'm going to be brave, people. I have heard some shows before, but I, I don't know. I want to get to know you guys. So I, I'm going to keep the phone lines open. Okay? So you guys could call in anytime. If you want to get to know me, you want to ask some questions, I don't know. But, yeah, you guys could do that. So if you want, you can feel free to call me here at one 919 or simply Skype your comments and questions at... Inception Radio Network, just type that into Skype and you know, grab a hold of the producer there and he will send that on my way. Just keep it clean, people. We don't want anything getting too obscene, do we? Mm-hmm. Nah, I guess not. So, and also, there's this cool thing called live chat. So, if you go to inceptionradionetwork.com and uh, type in, and well, actually you'll see live chat right there, and you could post your questions there. Isn't that so anyways now about the show a little bit more about the show anyways i want to make the show a place where everyone could come to vent ask questions and get advice on anything out of the ordinary so if you want to tell me something that you've experienced or ask about something you've experienced or simply share about something unusual you can email me at my facebook even you could go to one Heidi Hollis, and uh, or email me at dasoutlander at gmail. So D-A-S outlander at gmail.com. And uh, you can also even tweet to me, you know, whatever. It's all good. You know, it's nice to see you guys reach out. And uh, it's, it's uh, actually something that I really prefer to do, being a person of the paranormal and the extraordinary. So, um, you know what? I gave him the wrong call-in number. I was just told here. Uh, 1888 919-2355. Isn't that what I said? It is. It is what I said. Who knows? Maybe maybe I just read it wrong. Could be. I don't know. But uh, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Where were we? I was talking about you guys writing into me. You guys can always feel free to contact me and uh, tell me what it is that's on your mind out there. Tell me what it is that is going on. What have you experienced? What have you heard even somebody having experienced. And uh, we'll see if we can try to figure some things out for you. If it's not just myself that you want to address 
your experiences too and you want to address it to my guest at hand you can always do that as well so it's uh, kind of kind of this free-for-all so you know i do my best i really do but i will not say i am the all-knowing oz i am the all-knowing heidi but not the oz so i don't know everything but i try my best to give some friendly advice and on the level stuff as far as i can throw it you know what i'm saying i do what i can and, you know, since this is my premiere show, tonight it's all about you getting to know me, and I'm going to tell you how I usually go about doing things for a radio show and how, how I came to be sitting here talking to you today, making you get that strange look on your face wondering, where the heck am I coming from? Mm-hmm, I know. Uh, <laughs> I have this thing that's called the Outlandish Corner, and this is something that I usually start all my radio programs off doing. Yes, I have done this for eh, a while, year and a half. I have been solo and hosting a radio program elsewhere. I have co-hosted for other programs as well. And, you know, in reaching out to people and trying to get people to talk and share about what it is they've experienced, I think it's it's been fruitful for themselves and for myself to be able to hear these stories and read them off at the outlandish corner. I couldn't think of any other name for it, so it's stuck. And uh, I go and I hide myself in the corner and I read these emails off to you guys and let you get a taste of what it is that people are experiencing and what, what they're asking out there. And uh, it's mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing what's festering out there in the souls of people for years, for years. And uh, I, I'm always surprised at how long it's taken for a person to come forward. I mean, they usually say, I haven't told anybody this and, you know, since I was seven or something, you know, it's just, and they're like, it, it, it's wild, absolutely wild. So um, that that's, Outlandish uh, Corner is something that I really, really um, enjoy. And I really enjoy uh, addressing the letters that I get. And I get thousands a year. Yes, I do. So I welcome you, please send in your letters Send in your emails, send in your messages, anywhere you could spot me, and uh, I will do my best to get to them. And, uh, you know, and oftentimes people can be rather shy or reluctant to come on live to discuss their experiences. But I am going to tell you now, if you're one of those people who are not shy, and you want to come on the show to talk to me about your experiences from our outlandish corner, I'm more than open to it. I really am. As long as you could keep it clean, professional, it's all good. You know, and I love that kind of stuff. So I love, I mean, I love talking to people about their experiences and trying to get to the bottom of it. One of my expertise is helping people get rid of unwanted experiences. Okay. And I'm not talking about, I go out to somebody's house and do some kind of hokey pokey thing. No, I'm talking about trying to figure out what is actually infiltrating on somebody's life. And, uh, you know, for them, feeling empowered to get rid of stuff. Um, I'm not a psychic, I'm not a anything. I'm not, no, I'm just me, just me. Like I said, I've been there, seen it, done that, experienced it, freaked out, lots of answers, wrote some books, and uh, we'll get to that, actually. And now I'm just trying to help people get to the same level where they're not as freaked out by their experiences. And uh, I'm going to tell you how I got to some of the conclusions that I did as well. So, Tonight, it is going to be different. 
outlandish corner, something that I do at the beginning of all my shows, but tonight I'm not because you guys don't know who I am. So I am here to allow the class to raise her hand and ask questions. And I'm going to rattle off some stuff until somebody does because that's just fun. But so tonight, no outlandish. It's all about me stepping out of what I call the paranormal closet and sharing about who the heck I am and where the heck I'm coming from. I forgot to ask if I could swear on this network or not. Sure can. Hey! Amy. All right, cool. I don't swear a lot, really, I don't, but it's it can be fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's appropriate, but uh, cool. I could swear. I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> cool, because then people could call in and just have at it, just as long as they're not trying to swear me out, because... Um, I have no trouble hanging up on people, and I'm sure you don't either, do you, Jamie? Not He's- at all. No, we dump them very quick. And um, just a quick thing, uh, Joe wanted you to check to see if you're using your right mic. It sounds like an external mic, like there's an echo in the background. So. Oh, dear God, that would be my luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> no know, big deal. I, I'm just the type to have that kind of luck. So uh, let me see if I got this right. Does that sound any better? Sounds the same. Not the same? What on earth? Does that sound any better? No, it's still the same. It's okay. We could try to fix it during break. Gosh, I have no idea. You know, the darn little gremlins got into my office. I mean, your purple studio, I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? It's all good. As long as you guys can hear me right now, and we'll try to fix whatever the techie problem is i am cursed i am cursed but you know what i just want to let you guys know during the show you can still send in your messages or call in and uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun if you guys want to be shy just sit there it's fine too i'm used to that i could talk people into the ground so here we go all right you know what i think the the most important thing i need to say right now is thanks to Jamie, that was the weird guy that just popped in just now, <laughs> my producer. If he could reach me, he'd probably pop me one. Um, and Joe, Bob, Mike, and Kevin Cook, who brought me into the fold of this awesome network and your secret society. And I want to say thanks, but I thought hazing was illegal for rookies. And the secret handshake, I mean, really, I'm a lady. I don't know those man handshake stuff, but thanks to you guys. Okay. Um, so now next. <laughs> I want to move on. I think the number one question that I get when people find out that, you know, I do seem like I'm kind of normal when people meet me. And I don't understand how or why I got involved in the paranormal, aliens, and all these different things that I cover. And I do cover quite a wide range of different things. And uh, there's, there's a story behind it. There is. And, you know, I think when it, I think a lot of that get into this field get into these things because it was a part of our life at one point or you know somebody very close to us experienced something and that is exactly what happened to myself as a kid I was the victim of a horrible horrible haunting myself and my siblings and I'm talking about this was the stuff that movies are made out of and maybe it should be made into a movie because it was absolutely disturbing uh, to a point that it was nearly debilitating to his kids. Um, just to go into it a little bit, because ghosts are actually my greatest foe. I really hate ghosts. I say give me the biggest, stinkiest, areas alien. 
any day. Just don't give me a ghost because I used to be people and people are mean. <laughs> Some are anyways. And my general idea about ghosts, uh, honestly, are just not that positive because I'm like, okay, if you're a good person, why would God leave you wandering around like this? I don't know, but that's just me. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, the ghost haunting, it, it was, it was, I'm pretty certain not exactly a ghost that uh, my family and I were dealing with. Uh, when I was young, my mother did pass away when I was quite young, when I was seven. And uh, the first Christmas after her passing, we had something very bizarre going on. And um, this is this is a disturbing story. So my dad headed out, uh, literally Christmas morning, after we had opened our gifts and we're sitting there playing with them and, and uh, me and my, my two sisters and my soon-to-be stepbrother and whatnot. And uh, we're playing with our toys. And, and uh, a, a new organ was moved in uh, into the house. And uh, it was my soon-to-be stepbrother's. And, uh, and it started playing by itself. And, and, you know, some kids playing with their toys. And this darn organ starts playing by itself. And I'm like, wow, that is cool. Just like out of the movies, those automatic pianos that could do that. And we turned to my brother and we're like, how does it do that? And he's just standing there. Why does a ghost? He's like, it doesn't. <laughs> and we're like, we, it took a second. It's just like one of those brief pauses. Everybody's in a, in a frozen state. And, ah! You know, and we just ran. And, of course, like the most secure room in the whole house is the only room that has a lock on it, which is called the bathroom. <laughs> and so we all piled in four kids into a tiny little bathroom. And though I was not the youngest, I did somewhat get picked on by one of my siblings, older siblings. And we're sitting in this bathroom for I don't know how long. And I mean, this organ is just pounding away. And it's like something out of a horror movie. It's like, uh, 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 just crazy. And we're sitting in there and my older sibling goes, well, somebody's got to get out of this bathroom because it's just too crowded in here. Shove, I get shoved out. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I was eight years old at the time. And uh, so I get shoved out of the bathroom. I'm sitting there. I am uh, got my back up against the bathroom door. And I'm just like, I cannot believe this is going on. This is happening to me. I am just bawling my little eyes out. And the organ is uh, within you know sight. I'm watching it pound away. And I didn't know what better to do except go and remedy it. Because otherwise, I was going to have to sit there and endure this horrible thing continuing. So I go, this is where I got my, my paranormal cojones. I could say cojones. I got my paranormal cojones when I was eight years old. Because I went and I got the key to the organ that I knew it had these... Uh, little cover that pulls over and you lock it up and I went and I got the key reached across the pounding keyboard <laughs> and uh, pulled it over locked it up it stopped playing I put the keys up and I said you could come out now you chickens I took care of it my siblings start coming out of the bathroom door and I kid you not Something started jingling in the room where I got the keys from, and it was the sound of the keys. And they had just peeked their heads out of the bathroom door, heard this, screamed, went back into the bathroom, and left me there. And the keys didn't, they were just jingling and, and didn't come floating out or anything like that. And just as soon as they closed the door, 
a toy of my sister's that she got for Christmas started playing. It was a little electronic guitar like thing started playing by itself. I'm standing right next to it when it's doing this. And I'm already just through. And I picked up the toy to take out the batteries. And wouldn't you know it, there were no batteries in it. And it kept playing. And my siblings go, what's that noise? What's that other noise going on out there? I'm like, it's her toy and I can't stop it. And I just dropped the toy, went back to the bathroom, put my back up against the door and just sobbed and waited until my dad came home. And um, it was quite a sight to be sitting there in that situation and going like, you know, it never, of course, as soon as they come to the door, everything stops. So that was that was the first introduction to something absolutely terrifying uh, to myself as a kid, and uh, it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, I, I had the the guts to stand up to whatever the heck this thing was, but you know, being a kid, it really messes with your perception and and what's real and what isn't. I mean, you're already not sure as a kid what's real and what isn't, and then something comes along. Your parents, of course, don't believe you. You know, we're all like talking about, wasn't it in the organ and the toy and, and the keys? You know, it's just, oh, just so frustrating. That's why, you know, you see that in the movies where it's like the parents don't believe the kids and what it is they've experienced. Uh, it, it's just, I don't believe in doing that to kids. I think it's very detrimental at times and stops their growth sometimes when you don't acknowledge what they're telling you. So, um, I do get a lot of emails from kids, and I do, I, I have a hard time because I see that they're struggling with whatever it is that they're experiencing with the paranormal. I don't sit there and do a psychic reading on them or anything. They're just telling me what it is they experience, and I do my best to try to address that. And uh, But with kids, you know, it's like, mm, they've got to be 18 to get advice on stuff. I just tell them, you know, look around for the right answers, but it's so frustrating because it's like, a lot of parents just aren't open to hearing that these kids are experiencing things. And I've been, I, I know what that feels like. And, uh, but let me tell you, it was terrifying, but it was also enlightening as odd as that may seem. I, I we thought it, they were ghosts. I learned later, uh, it was not everybody tried to say, Oh, it's your mother. I mean, whose mom do you know? come back to terrorize their little kids. I mean, come on, what is that? I don't think so. But and though my, my father was very much like, oh, there's nothing going on in this home, he, <laughs> he uh, waited till we were grown adults until he said how he had so many experiences in the house. He just didn't want to scare us kids. So he didn't talk about it. He said he was scared to death. We're like, what? You know, oh my God, you know, as kids, we just huddled together and we're there for each other. Like, you were going to take this on and, you know, and, and because nobody was believing us. It was just so frustrating. And then to find this out, oh my God, it was, it was so absolutely devastating. And he, he was tickled pink about it to tell us that though. Like, oh yeah, I never, it, my parents uh, kept that house many years after we had moved out and um, my father <laughs> admittedly would never go into the house alone to repair anything as they rented it out to other people because of his horrible, horrible experiences that he had there. And uh, I think probably one of the worst was when his bedroom door opened up 
and uh, the, his blankets went up, and something cold got into the bed with him, and he was paralyzed. I laughed out. Man, we suffered so much as kids. And, uh, and another interesting aspect, when you're a kid and you're experiencing these things and trying to understand, the only outlet that me and my siblings had as a form of counseling, as strange as this may sound, was watching scary, horrific movies. And it was like we felt like we weren't alone. Even though those people in the movies were make-believe most of the time, besides some of the, uh, the, like The Exorcist or something like that, me and my siblings would watch, we're like, isn't isn't that glad, it's a good thing that we didn't have a spinning head thing or the green vomit. I mean, we're lucky that stuff didn't happen, but ooh, remember when that happened to you? You ran and, you know, and we can never understand why or how people, after they knock down the monster, they go and poke at it. It's like, run, just leave it. You know, it's just, we couldn't understand it. But it was actually therapeutic for us to watch. Like, their their situation was so much worse than ours. So it was, a, it was interesting kind of therapy. But it was a lonely, lonely process. And uh, I had no idea that my future would entail going on into this stuff the way that I have. And, um, and I hardly ever talk about ghosts. Isn't that funny? And that's where I started from. Yeah. Life is, life is weird like that. Um, (laughs) but I'll tell you the main incident that got me to look the aliens way. Yes. I went into aliens next after having the interest in ghosts and horror movies. Um, when I was about six, my sister about four, and for those of you who have heard this, stop me, okay? I've been on a lot of airways talking about this story, but it freaks everybody out, so I'm okay? Um, I was about six, my sister about four. My mother was still alive, okay? I had memories of the haunting, but not while mom was alive, you know? So my mother had sent me and my sister to go get my brother for dinner. So she and I, being close in age, go racing against each other to go get my brother. And we tear up the stairs, and we turn the corner, and out of my brother's bedroom came this robotic toy clown. It was about 12 inches in height, was round, uh, big round body with a small round head on top, and its arms are directly connected to its body, and it had these little feet that kept coming forward, though they didn't seem to touch the ground to make it wobble. So it came out of his room, did a 90-degree angle turn, and came right towards us when we were kids. Uh, We didn't have anything that was remote controlled that could move like that. So we're like, cool. How did it do that? So we went to go take a closer look at this thing. We wanted to play with it, of course. And I cannot tell you, we took, like, just a couple of steps towards this thing. And I'm not saying that it seemed... Like we're moving in slow motion. We were moving in slow motion. And it was like this thing was draining us of our energy. And we turned to run from this thing because the most outright feeling of horror and terror just came over us. And uh, as we turned to run away from this thing, my darn little sister, she's two years younger than me almost, and she passed me up. (laughs) got to the staircase before me, started going down the stairs, and I watched her going down the stairs as she lost consciousness. And 
I was still at the top of the stairs and lost consciousness. And my mother picked my sister up from the bottom of the stairs, laid her on the couch, didn't ask any questions. I woke up still at the top of the stairs, came down the stairs, didn't mention anything that had happened, which was very odd. And uh, it wasn't until like 10 years later, all of a sudden, plop, the memory comes back in my head. My sister, is, we're teenagers now, my sister's sitting at the, the kitchen table studying, and I'm like, whoa, like I got the memory back. And I looked at her, and I'm like, do you remember we were kids and that robotic toy clown came after us? <laughs> and she just looked up at me, like, with the most painful eyes, like, tears in her eyes. And, like, oh, I thought that was a nightmare. And I'm like, look, we don't share nightmares. And I'm like, you go over there and you draw what you saw. And I'll go over here and I'll draw what I saw. And we both drew the same thing. And what we couldn't understand is that the ability feet kept coming forward. It, it wasn't touching the ground. It was hovering above the floor coming at us and uh wow you know and we're just like hold on okay that was no ghost we had already moved out of the old house that was haunted my parents built uh, my new stepmother and my dad built a brand new house one point being that no one had lived in it before because they were terrified and terrorized from the, the haunting in the other house though they weren't always forthcoming on that fact but yeah so um my sister and I, we knew that this was nothing ghostly. But what was it? I mean, I just had no clue at all. So I had to go and um, figure it out for myself. And I was drawn to a book and, in a bookstore. And, I mean, I had enough to read at school. I wasn't interested in looking into books, buying books. I didn't have the money for books. I was a teenager. Who, who cares? And uh, came across this book that had the drawing of a gray alien being on the cover, and I just knew I had to buy this. It didn't look familiar to me. It didn't look like anything that, uh, I don't know, was in my past or anything like no friend of mine. But it led me down the road to finding answers to what that was that me and my sister had encountered. And it took some time, took some years, but I actually came to the conclusion um, through reading a lot and researching a lot, that alien beings would often put a toy out, the abducting type alien beings, put a toy out to lure little kids in. So as they go in to take a closer look, they get nabbed. But apparently, we were like, I don't know, what's her name? Flojo, Florence Joyner? I mean, we just tore out of there. And um, no memories of being abducted, thank God. So, um <laughs> But it was, it was so strange, you know, like to go from ghost to some other kind of entity. And, and that's why I'm very much in the, on, on, the, on the side of saying whatever it was that was haunting our home stepped up after my mother passed away because her protectiveness as a mother was taken uh, away, you know, prematurely. And, um, and the darkness moved in. And I think the darkness moved in in the form of um, shadow people. Oh, yeah, we're going to go there. Shadow people are something that I personally named. Um, who would have thought? Otherwise, I would have, like, I don't know, patented it or something. <laughs> shadow people and the hat man. Those are, unfortunately, my dark babies. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's going to be a long show, people. I've got a lot to tell you. But I want you to get to know me. And we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to talk further 
on all these lovely, lovely topics. And uh, we're also going to get holy because um, it's not all doom and gloom, thank God, right? I think that uh, you guys will be surprised where I go. So we're going to go to break. And uh, you guys are listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander on Inception Radio Network. And we will be right back. Hey guys, are you always on the run but love Inception Radio Network? Inception Radio Network now has its own apps for each market where you can choose various different streams from 24K all the way up to 128. We also have our calendar, which shows every live show, the guest name, and the guest bio. We have our podcast function to where you can go in and listen to all of our past shows. And it's all on one great app. Go to your iTunes App Store and Android Market and search Inception Radio Network. I think you'll be pleased. For Inception Radio Network's apps, this is Jamie Havigan. Hello, everyone. Tuning in, this is Jamie Havigan for Inception Radio Network. Remember to like our Facebook page. Simply go to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and help us out by sharing that link on your Facebook page, your Twitter, and let's build our membership. And if you truly like the shows we have, then help us spread the word. Help us get likes. Facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there. Want to have some fun? Maybe get a little bit of insight. Get a lay of the land. Want to know what's really going on? (laughs) Do what I do. Listen to Future Theater. It airs every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Inception Radio Network. We'll see you there. Hey guys, Jamie Havikin here to tell you about Friends Radio. Friends Radio was hosted by Pat Daniels, Mr. Lee, and Carol. Right here on Inception Radio Network, Saturdays, right after Future Theater at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And they're brought to us by KTalk 6.30 a.m. out of Utah. So tune in to Friends Radio, Saturdays, 8 o'clock, and I'll see you there. Take care. Hello, guys. Jamie Havikin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth for The Outlander with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander. Whoa. 
Welcome back, welcome back everybody to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here and so are you, so hey, you know what? You are among friends. I got my little techie issue fixed. God only knows what was up with my microphone. The gremlins like me, what can I say? So anyways, just before we went to break, we were getting into some really dark and creepy stuff. I mentioned one word or two, <laughs> shadow people, okay? And, uh, you know, it's kind of a roundabout story, shadow people. People are always wondering why, when they ask me about them, I have to talk about aliens. It, it is because it's a good reason. They're related. Maybe they're blood brothers. I, I don't know. But um, <laughs> one thing, okay, I talked about my ghostly background. I talked about my introduction to a potentially mm, alien touch that was trying to nab me and my sister when we were young kids, okay? So, flash forward, we've moved from this horribly haunted house. I, and and that, for you guys that are just joining us, too, I'm trying to give you a little background about myself because this is my first night here. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting used to the joint. It's it's okay. It's good. I, I like it. And uh, they're pretty nice guys here. So, um, I'm trying to let you guys know who I am, where I'm coming from, and all that stuff. So, yeah. And... Uh, it's important because otherwise you'd be like, "Who's this freak? I'm gonna change the station. We don't, I don't like her." <laughs> it's all good, but I like to keep things fun, casual. Even though I take this stuff highly serious, I do because I have been through some serious brown and lumpy stuff. It's called crap. I have been through some paranormal crap like you would just would not believe that uh, I'm still standing. A lot of people wonder if I have my sanity still, and I, I like to think that I do. I like to think that I do, so, and I like to share it sometimes. <laughs> okay, now where was, oh, I, I was talking about some oddities, okay, so we moved, my family and I, we moved into a new home out of that haunted, massively haunted place, okay, move into a home with my siblings, and my parents built a whole brand new house, partly in part because no one had ever lived in this house <laughs> because they had, were sick of their haunting issues that were going on, though they did not tell us kids. Why Why help the kids out? Let's just say it's all for them, you know? Um, so we moved there, and an odd thing started happening between myself and my siblings, though we did not know for many, many years, and um, we started having shared nightmares, very strange uh, nightmares, and... Um, it was it was so disturbing. We just didn't talk about it until I started noticing, you know, one of my sisters started knocking on wood and, and doing odd things. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I can't sleep. I'm having these awful nightmares. She described something very similar to my own. My older sister had already moved out. She didn't sound like herself on the phone. I'm like, what's up? She's like, I'm not sleeping. I'm having these horrible nightmares. <laughs> it's just similar to my own. I'm like, okay, we all got to talk because this is crazy. Um, why that was going on, I don't know, but something very dark and sinister was always appearing in our dreams and taking the shape of a family member. It was just not cool, and that family member was my mother. How could that be? Who knows? Um, very, very bizarre. And these nightmares went on for many, many years. And uh, so nothing really out of the ordinary happened physically for some time. Uh, after moving into this new place. But something that did 
happened to myself personally just to, it's just so strange you know you think you're a normal person and then you get these odd things going on so I must have been about I don't know 12 I shared a room with my younger sister same bed and uh one night, I, I mean, and you're always, you know, when you're having to share the same bed with a sibling, you're always fighting over the blankets. So I'm just, oh, she'd pull the blankets and I'd freeze and all that stuff. So this one night, I woke up because I felt something very cold on my cheek, on my face, not, you know, my face. And uh, I'm like, you know, what is that? And it was cold and kind of bumpy. And, and I raised my head up to look to see what it was, and it was the ceiling. The cold ceiling. I looked down, like it just kind of, oh, you know, and boom, I hit the bed hard. And uh, woke my sister. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know what to tell her. I'm like, what was on the ceiling? I don't know how I ended up on the ceiling. It was the strangest thing. Then I recalled having these like out of body experiences and flying over treetops and and different things and. Uh, it was strange. It, it was it was so freeing, you know. I don't know if anybody's had one of those really real dreams where it's just like, ah, you're flying, doing wherever and wherever you want to go. And, and But I was flying in my neighborhood, and I lived out in the country, and uh, there was new construction going on in the in an area a little ways off that I did not go to uh, very often um, being a kid. <laughs> and uh, a beautiful wooded area with, with – ponds with fish and all that and here they had filled in these ponds with mud and put up these two high rises in the middle of the country it was just so disturbing i'm flying around like oh my goodness i can't believe they did that you know how horrible and it took a couple months um after this this little flying incident of mine and uh my parents drove past this area and lo and behold there were the two towers that i'd seen i'm like oh my goodness (laughs) There it is. So it was, um, it was, I don't know, reassuring in a sense, like, wow, this is real. Though I, I, I learned early on, you know, from the haunted stuff that um, don't tell your parents everything because they're not going to pay attention anyway. So I kept it to myself mostly, but I did share it with my sister that I, I shared a room with. And uh, I was having these little out-of-bodies all the time. It was just, it was cool. It was weird. It was interesting. But one of the probably most absolutely crazy things that happened with that, my sister and I and the neighbor kids were outside uh, playing in the yard, and uh, on the side of my family's home was this green aluminum um, siding. And uh, it wasn't the shiny stuff. It was very dull. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it just happened to catch a glimpse of... A certain angle of of the aluminum siding and i saw right outside my bedroom window going straight up the side of the house footprints all the way up from the from the bottom to the top and it, it they weren't muddied footprints these were just the sweaty footprints of somebody going straight up the side of the house outside my window when I looked at it, it looked very much like my own foot. And I'm like, oh, 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 you know, 
how, I, I mean, I just didn't know what to say. I showed it to the other kids. I showed it to my sister. And I, this time I actually went and got my dad. And I'm like, Dad, come on. You know, what? You know, what is this? And, uh, of course, in good old parent fashion, ah, your kids are playing a trick. <laughs> it's like, that would be some trick. I mean, here we are, two girls, little girls, going to grab a big ladder to just put our sweaty footprints up the side of the house. It's just, uh, whatever. So, yeah, it was a little different. and But it really, it helped smack the reality in my face that, you know, odd things happen and they leave footprints <laughs> literally sometimes so that was that was that was really something that that changed a lot inside of me and um having lived out in the country i actually uh, i walked around a lot and having to get around by foot as a teenager you spend a lot of time out in the country looking up at the stars and i would see stars follow me Though they would be too high up where I could not actually get a good look at to see what it was. But I'm like, "Mm, that one's moving. I'm moving over this way. It's following me. So I did see some odd things in the night sky. And it was kind of comforting sometimes. Other times it was just like, hmm. I hadn't really heard of, of, you know, aliens grabbing people or anything like that. And I didn't really think aliens, but I, I did know that this wasn't quite normal. So I I took it into account and uh, kind of just moved on from that point. And um, moving from uh, this is uh, it, it, here goes another leap. Okay, <laughs> so I go to college, living in the dormitories, experienced a ghost that jumped to their death outside of my dorm window. That was not fun. That was not fun at all. Um, Met a girl twice. Uh, actually, one, two. Yeah, she was twice that I saw the the ghost, and um, I was trying to talk her out of uh, jumping out of the window when my uh, sweetmates saw me talking to somebody. And um, another time, uh, uh, me and my uh, other sweetmate had seen the same girl getting into the elevator. And big down payments, thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well, I says to myself, self, go to Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some other dealer. Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess. You had to put $4,000 down. Yeah, four grand. And there was no warranty. Next time, go to Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. They extend the factory warranty to 30 years, 300,000 miles. And all you need... Is a dime. Hundreds of pre-owned in stock now. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home three fifty a week, you get up to thirty thousand dollars in credit. Wow, thirty grand? Yes, ma'am. With only one dime total out of pocket. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. At the number two Mitsubishi dealer in the nation, Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi on the Beltline. Call eight four four Mad City. MadCityMitsubishi.com. The doors pop open again for us to get into the elevator there was nobody in there so and I'm like hmm that was the same girl you know a very interesting uh, story but you know disturbing just the same it was it was like you know I really don't like ghosts don't really want to know what's going on with them you know oh you've got uncha- uh, undone business that's it's your business um, good luck to you because I have a life and 
yours is done now for a reason. So you got to move on. I, I'm not nasty to them. I just, I don't like them. Uh, I, I think some people are able to see these things clearer than the next. I guess I'm one of them. Uh, my siblings are also able to see uh, things better than the next person. But doesn't mean we want to be friends. Let's <laughs> keep it real. I don't want to be friends with these guys. I, I don't know. Some people do, but hey, good on them. I, not not for me. Um, so then, going going forward, still. Okay, so I am living in an apartment, and um, there's a lot of in between stuff that went on during this time. But probably a big major thing that happened to me. Um, I was I was living uh, in an apartment, and from a friend of a friend and myself having seen a very, very large UFO downtown Milwaukee, where I'm originally from, uh, I had uh, actually, oh, give me one second here. Okay. But uh, I had actually experienced something rather, rather strange and out of the ordinary. So I was uh, looking to find some answers and actually became part of a uh, paranormal and UFO discussion group. And uh, I'll take it up from there because we actually have a caller here who wants to chat right now. Is the caller there? Oh, hi, Heidi. How are you? Hey there. Pretty good. Who's that? You're doing a great job tonight so far. Just wanted to say. Oh, gee, thanks. And what's your name? Um, my name's uh, Crazy UFO Willie. I'm one of the moderators here in the chat room. Um, oh. da- uh, my name's David. Oh, awesome! It's great to meet you. This is oh. uh, this is awesome to be part of your guys' uh, secret society. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty secret lately. Uh, our... <laughs> nah, actually, we're, we we've been expanding, I guess. Um, no, I just wanted to ask you a few questions, anyways, that I had when you're rambling on about your stories about um about your uh, would your strange dreams would your were dem- type of demonic type dreams or whatever you had. Did, have you guys ever gotten rid of any of that, or is it still uh, do you still dream about stuff like that, or is it gone once you moved out of that house? Uh, you know what. Uh... The, the strange dreams that myself and my siblings had experienced together of our mother appearing as something highly demonic, um, that those incidences happened in the brand new house. And I mean, I started having them when I was about nine and they went on and on. I mean, 10 plus years. I mean, just, wow. it was completely like, you know, it was hard to shake it. And it was so, so very strange. And, um, actually, a recently strange uh, encounter, I guess, with the same kind of demonic presence. Um, to make a long story short, this this is funny because uh, I have a, friend, a good friend who's a, who's a psychic, and um, I, I like to pressure my psychic friends and, you know, hey, tell me something. But they're just, she was insistent, hey, i got to tell you, your mom stopped by. I'm like, my mother? I mean, I seen my past loved ones but I've never seen my mother except for in this demonic shape and I'm like hmm um, I don't I don't think mom's within reach because I think I would have seen her by now and no no she stopped by and, and I'm like hmm okay but so she just shared that and and, um, and I, later on I told her I said you know what I, this is how I've only seen my mom in this paranormal sense as a demonic thing and she's like no 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 that wouldn't be her Well, the next day, I get contacted by my psychic friend, and lo and behold, she and her little daughter got attacked by a 
Hell Demon. <laughs> oh, wow. It was like, and I'm talking about this was recent. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mom. Oh, she did stop by. You know, I just, I, I, I was apologetic. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, that's how she comes. I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't know what more to say. But it was, it was really, it was sad and frightening at the same time. But I don't experience her anymore. But apparently, she's just waiting for the right moment um, and goes after whomever asks. So don't, don't ask. <laughs> Okay, I won't ask. <laughs> no, because I kind of went through a similar experience. That's why I asked. Sure. Uh, I went through, um, I don't know what it was, but it was, I thought it was something demonic, but it was something that attached. I didn't know what it was, if it was family or, or not. But um, I was abusing my stepson at one, one point of my life, and I didn't I didn't know why or how or what because I was never like that. And I was, uh, I, then I started asking for help. And the more I asked for help within myself from God and angels and, and all that, well, I believed in my angels, but I didn't really believe in a God yet. So, and then I, once I started bringing in God to everything, it seemed like it got a lot better. And the more I trusted that, the more I felt this presence stepping away. And then through family line, I was learning that, um, our, my, grandfather on my father's side was exact same way while what i was doing to my son he used to do to them when they were all kids and he had seven kids and one daughter and he abused every single one of them i guess so i it drove me to the point to where i came home after i talked to my oldest uncle and uh screamed at the top of my lungs to whatever this thing is to get out or put up or shut up <laughs> in other words and uh Next thing I know, it felt like this big mushroom cloud lifted off of me in the house. And every time I started feeling like something negative would come back, uh, I'd get these eerie dreams to where, hey, don't do that no more kind of dreams. And and sure enough, you know, it, sooner or later, it finally all went away. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So it was almost like a, a slight form of possession even, huh? Pretty much, because when I came home from, I went to work. I was good to go. When I came home, I was sicker than a dog. And I had no idea for, for like five five years, uh, six years it went like that. Goodness. So it was, it's really, it was really bad. But once I started, you know, bringing in God and, and trying to uh, bring in my angels and everything, it seemed like it got a lot better. So. Isn't that something? It's like, you know, we think we're in control of ourselves and then we find that, Wow, there's something kind of pulling my strings. That you know, when they say the devil makes you do it, you're like, yeah, come on, own up. But it's like, hold on, why did that work then? You know, so right. it makes you wonder. So I mean, I, I give you credit for having the wherewithal to you know put your ethereal foot down and say, you know, get the I can't hell, get the hell out of here. Now, have you guys, now you have, do have you guys tried that at all or anything? You know, bringing God and your angels and 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 just you know, go into like a metaphysical church and bringing that home with you and everything. Maybe that might help clear that up. Uh, well, you know what? It is uh, interesting because I have a very, very um, powerful connection with God, Jesus, and, and the whole bit. And it took me some time to actually know that I can go that route to get rid of it. I mean, as a as a kid, it was, it was so confusing. But as I got older, I... I had stepped away a bit from my my 
beliefs. I kept my prayers going and everything, but I stopped going to church, and I was just like, look, I've seen UFOs. This is more important. So I, I didn't look to my faith as I should have at the time. But I can tell you now, um, it's <laughs> it's full force. I have no issues anymore, thank God. So, right. Yeah, yeah I, I have my faith, but it, it it's not more or less to the churches, it's more or less what I believe and what I want to control and what I want to have in my life, you know? Right. You know, who, who you want your own God to be. And, and so I, I did that. And for the likes of me, when I grew up, I just didn't really like going to church at all. And, <laughs> and, I, and I never knew why until now. I recently, like, I learned the paranormal from 2000 till now. But I used to see things when I was younger, so I, w- I was really in, I'm really in tune and intuitive to these things. So, ah, that's cool. You know, um, when you said you know the the you know being away from the the church and everything, you know, I've had some absolutely incredible uh, incidences where I had angelic encounters and even encounters with Jesus, believe it or not, and um, changed everything for me. But I did not. I did not feel compelled to go run into a church and become part of the church. I don't think that it's necessary always. I think, you know, I think it's very, very helpful for people to build that foundation within them so they know how to find the answers and seek within and and keep that strength and, and build it up. But I don't think it's necessary to sit within four walls to have a faith. So, um, right. Right, because you got your own faith, and you can have your own faith when inside your four walls of your 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 foundation. Oh, exactly. You know? Yeah, and, and I don't believe like you know. I mean, I have great friends with that believe in other things, and I'm okay with them. I don't try to cram my beliefs down anybody's throat because that's not the right way, and it just clears a room, really. So, <laughs> <laughs> not into that. So, I, I really want to thank you for um, taking the time and, and calling in and chatting because. Uh, it's it's neat to get to know more people who have experienced similar things as myself. And uh, did you have any other questions or? Um, yeah, actually, I have one more question. Um, the UFO, did you see? Have you learned a lot of spiritual sense type stuff or intuitive stuff, and then started seeing a UFOs, or have you seen them all your life? You know, um, I didn't feel a spiritual connection with them uh, for some time. Um, I I saw the biggest one that I ever did see downtown Milwaukee and it was like three football fields in length just took up the whole sky um, I tell people it was equivalent to like the movie Independence Day you look up and you don't see anything but this thing and um, I was just I was by it but I didn't feel like you know this thing is awesome it's communicating with me but um, I can say with all honesty that I did have a couple of incidences that they responded to me. Um, I'll give you a quick uh, example. I was uh, out on the East Coast with a group of like six friends, just hanging out, enjoying the the night air, high and some hills, and and it was a clear night, and we could clearly see all of these uh, lights in the sky. Like I swear, it looked like a scene out of Star Wars. Like they were shooting at each other, splitting off zigzag and we're like whoa what are we seeing here what's going on this is just ongoing ongoing and i had seen a lot of ufos before but i had never seen a triangular shaped ufo so me being my silly self i go well since you guys are up there i've never seen a triangular shaped ufo so if you don't mind (laughs) stop 
camera in my car right next to me and you could have counted one two three whoosh <laughs> so, <laughs> right over our heads my friends and I we like jumped to the ground and we thought it was going to land on us and my friends kidding me what you <laughs> it was a crazy thing it was fascinating to see but um, yeah so I mean then I, I had a connection of some I just didn't know then what it was. But I'll go into a little bit more detail on that um, after this next break and uh, share a little bit more on that. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hear it. So we, Jamie and I, we both had uh, some great sightings down here in Florida. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, cool. Oh, I've, I, what kind? Are we talking about the round ones? Of, you know, what, is, what kind, uh, what shapes were these? Uh, typical ones, round ones, fireball ones. Orange ones, you name it, we've got it down here, <laughs> or we've seen it up in the sky. So, oh, love it! That is awesome. Well, All right. shoot, well, thank well, you so much. Well, thank you. Uh, a great show, by the way. Thank you. I'm so glad. Glad. I'm just sitting here winging it, having fun, drinking some coffee, people. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> so, you know what? I am. Uh, I want to just describe uh, quickly a little bit more about that gigantic. UFO that I saw because at the time I had not seen or heard of such a thing before and this one I was actually in, in a car with a friend and um, this thing I, it was like a, so it looked like a big bright light just coming our way and my friend's driving I'm like what is that what is that over there and it just got up to us so quickly and she's like isn't that the moon I'm like if it's the moon it's going to land on us I mean it was that big you know when you get the big full moon absolutely crazy uh and it came right heads. the whole body this is a strange part the whole body of it glowed an orangish red it looked like a skin and like the edges were oblong it it formed an oblong shape but the edges were kind of diffuse and my friend is yeah i don't see this oh my god i can't i don't see this and you better see the road drive the road you know, I'm like, wow, this is cool. And I'm looking at the clock, sure, no missing time because I'm not stupid. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like watching and, um, I, I'm like going back and forth and my friend's going on and she didn't see it. And then this thing goes back up into the night sky and lights up the clouds that I didn't even see were there. And here's, and my, you can never get me to say that I saw that. You could never get me. The thing came right back down out of the clouds <laughs> and she's freaking out again and then. Boom, it took off in a heart. So it was absolutely the most mind-blowing UFO I had ever seen. Not the prettiest one, though, but one of the most mind-blowing. So, um, you know, I think that we're going to be coming up here on our next break. I don't see here, but uh, we'll see. Okay, so you know what? We're going to go to our next break here. And uh, you guys, you're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back.
guys, Jamie Havikin here for Just Energy Radio with host Dr. Rita Louise. Right now, until the end of the year, Just Energy Radio airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Now, that's only until the end of the year. The first Thursday in 2013, if we have one, is uh, the new night for Just Energy Radio. And the show will start at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So Just Energy Radio is moving from Fridays from 3 to 5 to Thursdays, 8 to 10 Eastern Time, starting 2013, the first Thursday in. So for Just Energy Radio, hope to see you there. I'm Jamie Havoc. You're locked in to the one, the only Inception Radio Network. Don't let other three-lettered networks fool you. The originator, not the imitator. We are the original Inception Radio Network. Hey guys, the voice for IRN, Jamie Havoc in here, letting you know about our forum. It has been revamped. IRN's forum is open for you to discover. Simply log into the website or register, which is free, and you have full access to our forum, which has a multitude of topics that you can post or find out information on. Check out our forum at inceptionradionetwork.com. Simply click the forum tab. For IRN's forum, this is Jamie Heather. Many of you guys know that the magazine for Inception Radio Network is UFO Magazine. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to UFO Mag. Go to ufomag.com. It is run by Bill and Nancy Burns of Future Theater Radio. And you pay per magazine, not per year. And it has the latest and greatest information in ufology and everything under the paranormal umbrella. I could not recommend it more myself. UFOMag.com. Go get it while you can. The staff here at Inception Radio Network would like to thank you, our loyal listeners. Thank you for spreading the word about Inception Radio. Our growth continues, and with your support, by spreading the word, we can only keep climbing. Spread the word about IRN. Let them know about our fantastic shows, our great hosts, and our live shows every night. We depend on you, the listener. That's why we do this. Thank you for supporting Inception Radio Network from all of us here at Inception Radio. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander. Welcome back, welcome back everybody to me, Heidi House, the Outlander, remembering always, if it's weird, we're here, and so are you, so hey, you're just as weird as I am, so stop staring at me, okay? Um, <laughs> we're giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics, and tonight is all about getting to know me, and you know what, the phone lines are open, I had an awesome caller just now, Willie, David, Willie, David? one eight eight nine one nine two three five five. if you want to call in to chat it up or do whatever comes to mind, as long as we 
are cool. All right, so um, just before I had that awesome caller, um, we were talking. What was I talking about? I was talking to myself. I was talking about <laughs> my coming back and living in uh, this apartment by myself, and um, I had just joined a, a UFO discussion group. These were actually people who had uh, alien abductions. I was just somebody who had seen a couple of odd UFOs. So I'm sitting there with a lot of different people who were talking about things like I'd only read about, and I was just blown away with it. But I had read quite a few UFO books and alien books out there. I mean, probably everyone known to mankind at the time, because like... You know, there weren't always all these lovely paranormal and freaky UFO shows out there for people to learn from. We had to do books. B-O-O-K-S. We had to crack them open and read. And uh, Internet, you know, that was expensive, too. So that was limited. So, yeah, I was a college student as at the same time. And probably two weeks after I had joined this discussion group, I had uh, I lived in this this place that I had to mow the lawn. Okay, I was mowing the lawn. It was an electric lawnmower, and so it was plugged in. And I had accidentally tripped over the darn cord, as I always did, and expected to hear silence, of course, from the lawnmower shutting off. But instead, the sound was replaced by a loud whomping noise. And I look around. And I see the trees are kind of swaying that side to side, and the bushes are just going crazy and I'm like what is going on I look up and there's a black unmarked helicopter tipped to one side somebody trying to take pictures and I was just like I gave these things called the bird to them and I went inside the house because I'd read about them I knew who they were unmarked helicopter harassing people people who don't know this uh, harassing people who have experienced or seen UFOs aliens and all that stuff Um, they're supposedly government people which, uh, yeah, that was great. So that was that was strange. I had a friend come over. She's like, what's going on? The helicopter looks like it's going to land on the house. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But uh, so that was that was weird for me. So uh, flash forward a little bit. I'm still belonging to this alien discussion group. And I went to, um, I, I, I actually moved into another uh, part of Milwaukee where I was living. And um Somebody sent me a question here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> somebody has just asked me a question um, that I'll get to here in a second. Um, I wanted to, to discuss just really briefly um, what took place when I I'd moved into this other apartment and, um, and then get to this question here. Um, when I moved, I was living alone, and I had a very, very, very strange encounter um when you're living alone and you're a girl and you're in college and you hear noises at night it's not and i lived on the ground floor so anybody could just like i don't know crawl through the window and there were some very loud noises coming from my living room and my door was wide open to where the noises were coming from um lo and behold to make a long story short because um if you've heard this stop me again somebody raise your hand um there i, I, I wake up in the middle of the night and i i, I see these two small, bald-headed creatures going through my bookshelf. What do you do? I mean, really, what do you do? I'm thinking I'm going to be running for my life out of my apartment because I thought somebody broke in. But no, there's two little bald-headed midgets in there instead, skinny. I walked up in between the two of them. They stopped. They looked at me. 
And, you know, they always say that these things don't have an expression on their face. Well, oh, yes, they did. They have that, that O for a mouth instead of a slit, literally. And, uh, like, oh, crap, that type of thing. And um, I looked at them. I'm like, God, these are like the things out of the movies. Like the things I've read about. And I had my stuff in their hands, and I grabbed the stuff out of their hands. I'm like, put that down. Who are you, and why are you doing here? You know, what are you doing? And they didn't say anything, so I was a little frustrated. Um, I was because my adrenaline was pumping. I thought, you know, I was about to die. Somebody had burst into my apartment and was robbing me. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and to speed things up, I went all over around the, the apartment. I heard noises in my closet. There were two more in there. Went into my kitchen. There's two more in there. And now uh, it's just wrong. Okay, like the bathroom door was closed and the light was on. I'm like, oh, that is just not happening. They are not paying rent here. They are not allowed to use the bathroom. Flung the bathroom. And there were two more in there. Um, very, very peculiar um, thing took place because the one that I, I there was one right behind the door, and when I flung the door open, it knocked him down to the ground, and he was laying there with his arms up. I was going to stomp on him or something. I don't step on things. I don't even like stepping on spiders, but I will. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't about to step on the alien. And there was a second alien who was standing up, and this one had clothes on. The others did not. And he's reaching for something on the back of my toilet, and I grabbed this one by its little suspenders. I did. And I picked it off, and I shook it with every word, and I'm like, who are you, and what are you doing here? Because none of them were answering I mean, they're just all over my apartment. Nobody's saying a word, although I'm asking very pertinent questions, and I thought they were important. Um, and uh, <laughs> the one on the ground has his arms up, and he's like, I'm your nephew. I'm your nephew. And I, I, his response was like straight in my head. His mouth wasn't moving. And I, I have this little one in my hands, and the other one on the floor saying, I'm your nephew. And I look down, and I kid you not, I watch this little sucker just shapeshift into my nephew in a baby blue suit and afro. I am not kidding you. And I said, you're not my nephew. You look like him when he was, I don't know, 10. I said, he's 20. I'm like, you know, what kind of joke is this? And the one that was still in my hand started shaking so abnormally. I mean, like a, a, a robot on the fritz. It was crazy. And uh, I looked closely at this one that I had in my hands. It did not look like the others. It had the bulbous-shaped head. It was flesh tone, human, huge blue eyes, but shaped like the grays, alien eyes, with a red curly tuft of hair on top of its head and, and little freckles. And I felt like I had just terrorized a child. <laughs> and I felt bad. And he's shaking. Like, like, he thinks I'm going to kill him. I put him back down on the ground. And I said, look, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, don't be scared. I'm not going to hurt you. It's all good, you know. And I literally offered this alien a cookie. I am not kidding you. I offered it a cookie to calm it down because it looked like a kid. And I just kind of get the cookie and the rest of them that were in my apartment formed like a V at my bathroom door and did this Vulcan mind meld and I don't recall anything after that. So one day maybe I'll have to figure it out. But, okay, I'm kind of trying to squeeze a lot in because I don't have a whole heck of a lot of time left. These stories I could carry on, I swear to God, forever. But, um, essentially what, uh, what happened very soon after these alien beings had left, I experienced these dark, massive, shadowy presences in my apartment. And I didn't know what else to call them but shadow people. Now, my place wasn't haunted. I had just kicked out some aliens, 
and then these big, massive, shadowy things show up. Would you think they were a ghost, or would you think they were related to aliens? I didn't know what I didn't put a title on. All I know is they were yucky. I didn't like the feel of them. And I did have one run-in with one prior that really shook my foundation because he wasn't coming for me. He was coming for a friend of mine, and uh, it was really, really freaky stuff. So that began my journey into Shadow People Land. And um, I haven't wrote my first book called The Secret War, essentially based on my um, understandings of the shadow people, how they were connected to alien beings, and how, believe it or not, a more positive force of alien beings that came forward after I moved from that apartment to another one with a college roommate, and we both started experiencing a lot of strange phenomenon and had essentially a more positive alien guide, if you will, who told us who the shadow people were. They're not ghosts. They're more close, uh, closely related to a demonic-like presence more than anything. And um, horrific, horrific what they do to people and what they try to do and what they did to myself and um, many others. So um, my coming forward and talking about shadow people was, uh, it was, it was weird because, you know, it took me two months to write my first book. And by the way, a new version of that book is coming out hopefully by the end of this month maybe january um the secret war will have a different subtitle something like a true story about a real alien war and shadow people so um right now the old version is called the secret war the heavens speak of the battle but i am changing that i have redone the book and illustrated it as well so i will announce that on this show if it's ready and coming forth yes i will um yeah, so uh, it was it was very it was very tough, and um, I wanted to address the question that I got here. It says, uh, Heidi, can you talk more about flying above the treetops? Do you remember where you flew to? Were there other people there when you arrived? I remember doing that also. However, for me, it was a great time. Oh, I had a great time too. Sure, it was awesome. Um, yeah, you know, actually, I'll tell you a quick story about that. I had a a very interesting kind of number of incidences where I would meet a little girl and sit on rooftops and talk. And uh, I didn't know who she was. She was this real tiny little girl. And uh, we would just fly and, and, you know, hang out. And and it was just really interesting. Uh, And that was me as a teenager. And going forward um, that that I had these these types of uh, uh, incidences and seeing this little girl. Flash forward several years, one of my friends introduces me to her niece. And uh, her niece, very shy, hiding behind her mom, wouldn't say anything to me. And uh, came over to my apartment, you know, and uh, and left. And then she came over a second time. Well, my friend and her sister go into my kitchen. They're chatting chatting it up. And they let, leave the little girl in the my living room. And, and I go to ask the little girl some cookies or anything like that. She's like, no, no. And then she goes, I remember you. And I'm like, I remember you too. You came here not too long ago. You're so sweet. You know, and I goes, no, no, I remember you. You're the lady I used to fly with at night time. on the rooftop. My jaw is the floor. I looked at her. I'm like, I, I didn't know what to say. It had been a while since I'd seen the little girl. I'm like, this kind of looks like the little girl. I go and I tell her mother what she just told me. And she's like, oh. So you're the lady. Yeah, you look just like who she used to describe. She's like three years old, talking about a lady that's going to go hang out on the rooftops. And let me tell you, 
that little girl and I were inseparable. And I didn't know what to call her because people would think, you know, is this your kid? You know, Heidi, you're kind of young to have a kid that like, um, I just, it's my guy, you know. So I, I claimed her and uh, awesome and just just a strange connection. So um, I hope that that uh, helps address your question there. Um, that was from Justin. Justin? I Justin? I'll Justin, maybe. But uh, yeah, so. Very interesting who you meet on those journeys, and uh, very fascinating. I hope one day you call in and talk to me about who uh, and what you've experienced on the other side. So you have to call me next show, okay? So let's do that. Um, so I was talking about the uh, the shadow people, but there is also a light side of what it is that I've covered. And uh, in the midst of all my shadow people endeavors and horrible things that I experienced, I had something absolutely tremendous happen to me that I, 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 it gave me such clarity. You know, here I am, the shadow people, hat man lady, alien abduction lady, alien contact lady, whatever. And uh, I had an encounter with Jesus that changed me in ways I just, uh, unbelievable. But uh, I saw him a, 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 about four different times. And I was such a skeptic, a huge skeptic of people who claim to have seen such things like this, that in my first book, The Secret War, that I had told in the book, <laughs> I've seen so many strange things from angelic-looking beings to aliens and shadow people, that if Jesus were around, instead of hanging in like a tree trunk or anything like that, I would have seen him by now. I felt that confident. My life is just weird enough that I would see Jesus by now. And I... I took me two months to write that book four years to find a publisher but it was written in 1997 um and you know just before you know i was editing the book and just before it got published um i had my own encounter with him and what was fascinating to me about that because i don't have a whole heck of a lot of time to go in on it but uh, i did go on kevin cook's show and uh discussed with him at great length about my encounters with him and um but I tell people I could have been blind and seen that it was him. So many people wonder, wow, could you really, it was Jesus. Well, it, trust me, he didn't announce himself. My Every cell in my body screamed, it's Jesus. I mean, I don't even know how to describe that to somebody. Because I wasn't overly religious or anything like that. I still am not. But I'm not dumb. When, when the Son of God comes your way, you will know it. And I have now met several people of different faiths. And I wrote of one in my book, actually, that was Jewish. Jesus stopped by, and you better believe they recognized who it was. And it wasn't because of what he looked like or anything like that. It was an immediate love recognition. Their soul spoke to them. And, um, in fact, I had an awesome little uh, run-in with somebody who, was, uh, <laughs> who, who told me a story of um, their encounter with Jesus. And... Because I said, you know, I'm an author, blah, 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 whatever. I was talking about um, the Jesus stuff. And uh, I said, oh, I saw Jesus. I'm like, really? And uh, she was so brief. And she's like, yep. Came to the base of my bed. And he said, I am the way. And put his arms out. And I said, wow. I said, well, what's your religious background? You know, I didn't know. what her. She's like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I said, well, what did it do to you? You know, you said, I saw Jesus. And he said, I am the way. She said, made me a believer. That's all she had to say. I, I wish I had the opportunity to talk to her longer, but um, 
were in a, both in an odd situation at the time. So <laughs> it was just, uh, wow, I am the way. That's that's all it took. It's that kind of recognition that it's just no question, no doubt. So somebody who was born into a faith, I mean, with long lineage even, it just goes, hey, <laughs> yeah, I know who that was. So um, my book is called Jesus is No Joke. And, um, you know, when you've had these kind of incidences, it's like it's not a near-death experience. It's not a, uh, I don't know, it's it's not a, is it out of body? Who knows? I don't know. But all I know is I've seen him. He came into my room. Um, I saw him. I went to him. And um, the best way I could categorize it, the book was in the near-death experience category in the books it's strange but i've been so fortunate um you know had a lot of really positive feedback on it and i lowered that book as as an electronic book to 99 cents especially for the holidays so go to amazon it's only available on amazon uh for 99 cents for the time being and who knows maybe i'll keep it at that you know what i'm saying so um yeah so check it out jesus is no joke a true story of an unlikely witness that's me who saw jesus and uh, he actually healed me of an incurable uh, disorder that I had for 12 years. No cure for it. Gone. Doctor scratching their head. How'd that happen? I said, well, Jesus stopped by. Well, of course I don't believe that. So, um, and actually, I saw him a fifth time earlier this year when I needed him most. Okay, are you holding, holding your seat or a drink or something? Because... <laughs> This was absolutely fascinating. Um, again, to make a long story short, because I'm running out of time. Um, I was told I had a brain aneurysm earlier this year, and Jesus showed up. I looked at him. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to be just fine. I had just been explained how uh, my surgery was going to go and popping off my skull and digging around in my head to see if they could find something worth fixing. And uh, Jesus showed up, and no aneurysm. How about that? Like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I'm good. Okay, so can I go now? <laughs> so it was it was kind of interesting. Thank God for that. I, I think I need to do a follow-up to Jesus, no joke. But um, And I also have a third book out called Picture Prayers that was uh, based on a new method of praying that um, I was taught by an angelic presence that came by once. And... Um, it's actually a form that I would have never thought of, but, you know, I don't know about you, but, like, when I go to pray, or when I used to go to pray, it was, like, the most boring thing I ever did in my life, though I knew it was necessary. <laughs> but it was just, like, the method I was taught was, like, God bless, da, 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 and da, da, and I'm like, oh, I'd fall asleep in the middle of my own prayers. That's bad. And I felt guilty about it. And I always did it at nighttime before I was going to bed, sometimes laying in bed. So it was just not good for me. And um, and I just wanted to find a better way, but I I didn't go out searching for it. Um, but I'd always hoped there was a better way. And um, this angelic presence came by and showed me a way to pray visually. And now it's like I don't have to take time out to pray because praying takes no time at all for me. And it's actually helped me to communicate um in a way with God that I feel like I'm always in conversation with him. And uh, I don't ever feel alone in a room ever, ever since. So, um, and I believe it's probably a way that we may one day telepathically communicate. But when you think about it with angels, if you believe in angels, do you think they sit there and go, dear God, I really need help with this. I have a different way of, of communicating with God. And that's what I was taught. And 
just mind-blowing. So simple, so simple, but uh, takes practice. It took me practice to be able to pray essentially visually uh, in a way that uh, only an angel could show, I guess. So um, check that book out if you ever get a chance. And um, I also have a new project coming forward in a couple of weeks. I was once a cartoonist, I know. And I have translated my cartoony side and my book writing side into a graphic novel. Yes. And that graphic novel, I am super duper proud of. And I think it's something that uh, a lot of people and kids and adults and whomever else wants to take a peek at it, aliens, who cares, um, <laughs> that will help inspire them to and, and figure out what faith is about and why it's important. And I'm not a preachy person, okay? I just like to keep it real. I like to explain things the way that I would tell my friends. Same with all my books that I write. I talk and write very casually because I think in order to reach the everyday person, it, it, try not to clear a room, you know? Keep it real. And <laughs> that's what I do. So the graphic novel it is called Diary Blog of the Fickle Finders. And uh, Faith, the other F word, is uh, the subtitle. So check it out. Go to HeidiHollis.com and click on Graphic Novel, and you will see that there. And I don't know. I think it's hilarious. So <laughs> I'm hoping you guys will, too. And uh, for the kid in your life, or even for yourself, uh, if you enjoy other uh, chapter books with some cartooning in it, I think you'll find this one very interesting. And I will have an adult version coming out soon. Oh, yeah. And next... January, I am hitting and tackling the freaking hat man, which I did not get to touch on this evening. I could talk for about, I don't know, 54 more hours. 54 more hours and just never stop. I, I have so much information to put forward. But, yes, um, I should tell you a little bit. Um, I On my book, uh, Hat Man, you will see that uh, on my on my website, uh, HeidiHollis.com, you'll see that. I'm mentioning a little bit about the new book that I am going to be putting out about that. And it is two-thirds of the way done, so really, January, I think it'll be out there. Um, and to speak in brief about the Hatman, who the heck he is, he's awful, okay? Um, he is uh, a creature that I put a drawing of up on one of my websites. Um, it's still up, but I'm going to be shutting it down soon, called Shadows. Dot UFO, the number two and the letter U.com. So shadows.ufo2u.com, but you'll also see some of those on the HeidiHollis.com site. And uh, what I have there are drawings of the different forms shadow people come in, as well as the hat man. And I started getting these letters from all over the world for years about that guy with the hat. And I did not, did not want to look. And I, I named all these shadowy things. Uh, uh, hat man shadow, uh, head and shoulder shadow. Yeah, I went there. I called it head and shoulder shadow. And <laughs> and I was just like, you know, just trying to give some definition to what it was that was um, that I had experienced and that my friends and family had experienced as well. So, and the letters on this hat man, was, they were just so disturbing. And every time I went to take a closer look into who and what he was in particular, Awful things would start happening to my friends and family near me. Um, even coworkers, <laughs> they didn't discriminate. I just went for anybody. And people would call me up or just yell at me in person. Heidi, what are you working on? Because, like, I can't sleep. I'm having the worst nightmares. I'm like, oh, well, you know, so I, I had to back off. And what I the pattern that I was seeing with who and what the hat man was, it was, I didn't really care to look into it more because it was that bad. It was that dark. And, um. 
very disturbing. And what he looks like, he wears a flat rim hat, gaucho like Zorro type hat, uh, three piece suit, trench coat. Some people say he looks cape like. Um, sometimes I see a, a, a watch on a chain on his hip. Sometimes he has a goatee, other times he's clean shaven, pale, eyes solid black or red. Yeah, now I'm not talking about bloodshot red, I'm talking about glowing red. And um, he is, uh, he gives this ominous presence off. He's it just most awful, evil feeling. And uh, that's usually what wakes people up. It's like, there's something evil in the room. Let me take a look. And he's standing there, you know. Sometimes he wears a top hat. So it's, it's quite bizarre. But uh, for the most part, he just shows up, tips his hat, or just stares right to the soul of a person. Can you imagine feeling that kind of a stare that it's that deep? Oof, I, I cannot imagine. Um, it it has to be uh, the worst kind of feeling because I, luckily, didn't have to experience him. Um, one of my friends, uh, college friends, actually, was the one who had seen him, and one of my sisters had seen him, and that's what I pulled um, the description and who and what the hat man was about uh, up onto uh, my website there. And... Um, Wow, you know, it, it's it's been something that uh, I've been trying to wrap my head around, I guess, a little bit better to try to um, define for people. But it's hard to define something that you can't put in a little glass jar and put the lid on, you know, and poke at it with a stick or anything. I don't know. But um, <laughs> that's just me, okay? That's just me. Um, so, you know what? I want you guys to definitely go and check out the website. And, uh, gosh, I could keep talking on forever here. And, uh, Jamie, what the hell are we doing on the time there? Well, uh, we have 28 minutes left. 28 minutes left? What, did you bounce me up 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, you do, you're doing a 90-minute uh, show or two hours? 90 minutes. Okay, then you are out of time. <laughs> wow, people didn't know this, and neither did I. How about that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, gosh, you know what, guys? This has been absolutely fascinating. Um, and uh, I really want to thank you guys once again for tuning in to me and my very, 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 very first show here on Inception Radio Network. And uh, you know what? You guys, you should stay tuned because something is coming up called UFO News, and I bet you guys will really dig that. And you know what? Remember... You can catch me here every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, that Leonard Inception Radio Network. And remembering always, if it's weird, we're here. Good night, everybody.
a matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.